awkward. Maybe it's like watching your parents kiss or thinking about your parents having sex. Maybe that's it. A little awkward. Yeah, it's fine. Welcome back, you guys. This is Andrea Kenoki with From Mrs. to Ms. I am so excited to be back on with you guys. I've been doing a little bit of revamping on some things, but I am super excited to bring this bonus episode to you today. And I know that we have talked in the past a little bit about The Golden Bachelor. And some of you may not follow that, and that's okay. This is really just kind of a bonus episode right now, just to talk a little bit of this Golden Bachelor and how exciting it was and how much we're enjoying the show. I think it's been a big hit, which is awesome. So I just wanted to do a little bit of follow-up and just kind of fill you guys in on my thoughts and my opinion a little bit. I'm going to try not to be uh, too mean or too nice even. Um, and I'm just going to give a little bit of insight onto what I think is going on uh, with The Golden Bachelor. So to catch you up, I know I think I'm an episode behind, even though I have watched it. So this is my first actual recap of the episode. And so basically... For those of you that are just kind of joining in, and I'm talking about the Golden Bachelor here, it is a man named Gary. He is 71 years old. He is very handsome. I'd say he's sophisticated. He did lose his wife 43 years, about seven years ago, and she was his high school sweetheart. So that was his first and only love, and he is back to find new love. And so I thought it's just great to do it on my show with from Mrs. to Ms. because I think that that's what the show is about. It is about finding love after divorce, finding love after a tragedy, just finding love in general. So I thought this was a great topic to talk about and kind of get some insight on. So join me in this adventure as we go down the road of The Golden Bachelor. So starting out, just so you know, I believe he had 22 women. If you go back a couple episodes called, I think it was The Man with the Golden Gun, we do talk about all of the different contestants on the show. There was like 22 women that came on. They're all beautiful women. They're ages 60 to 75. So there's quite a range on that, actually. And, you know, just watching them, they I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, because I have watched all of the Bachelor shows every single season. And, you know, you do kind of look forward to a little bit of the drama or the villain, if you will. You know, the person that's coming in and just kind of catching everybody's eye or the one that you think is going to win and then they don't or you're complaining about this and that. You know, there's so many things that we look forward to on the show. And so I didn't know how this is going to play out for these older women, because I don't think that they're going to bring all of that drama that, you know, the previous shows have. Now, I will say that was my first thought process on all of this. But since then, it's kind of changed a little because I will admit, I think these women are a little catty, a little envious, a little, you know, I think there is a little drama to be had here. So I'm super excited about that. And I love watching it for that reason alone. So um, I want to preface this by saying that I do watch this show with my kids. They are older. I'm not subjecting some young little kids to this show, but they are older, mature adult kids. And so we all really enjoy watching it together. 
together. We uh, laugh a lot. We kind of make fun of some things. I'm not going to lie. We do, you know, some impersonations, some impressions of people. And we do stop it and go, oh, who's he going to pick? Who do you think? And we take votes and we do all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a super fun episode. But I also, you know, it's been interesting to kind of watch it with them and get their take on certain things. So I may sprinkle in a little bit of that as we go. So fast forward because the first episode was when he met all of the women. Okay, so they all arrived and, you know, he was blown away and they all had their little funny, quirky things that they do to get his attention right in the beginning, you know, like they do on every show. I will say I think his voice is a little odd. I don't know how many have heard it. It's a little ooh, 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 ooh like this. Um, a little goofy, I want to say, but maybe that's what makes him endearing. I'm not sure if that's what it is. You know, it, mm-hmm. I've listened to it a couple of times and I'm like, gosh, I just wish he didn't have that voice. And I've talked about that in previous episodes where I've talked about dating and hearing that first voice because a voice is super important. I think it can really set the stage for a lot of things. I mean, a sexy voice or if they have, you know, like a real squeaky voice or I don't know, just really soft voice. It just depends on what it is and what each person likes. I like kind of a very deep man's voice. It's very attractive to me. So his particular voice is not really attractive to me, but he's such a cutie and he's such a sweetie that I'm willing to overlook it. So we'll say that. So he basically had these 22 women come in. He met them all. You know, he went around, talked to them. He did a lot of kissing. A lot of kissing, way more kissing than I ever expected, and maybe more than I even wanted to see. I guess I didn't really think about what that was going to be like to see a 71-year-old man kissing like a 75-year-old woman. I don't know that it should be that different. I mean, I'm not that far off in age, so I don't know that it should really be a big thing, but it was a little bit interesting to watch. And some people, I think, get a little turned off by that. Like They're like, wait a second, I don't want to see that. I don't know. It's not that big of a deal, but... It was a little awkward. Okay, so so he has these women on the show, right? And he's gone through his kissing, and he's picked his first impression, Rose, which was this beautiful woman named Faith. Very sweet. She played a guitar song for him. They had a lot of things in common. And, you know, I just think they looked cute together. She had a bit, bit of an edge to her. She kind of was wearing, I think, a leather jacket that was pretty cute. And so I think that it just made a really good portion for the first impression rose because they looked cute together. And I think that was really sweet. So I was totally happy with that pick. As it went on, he did let go some women in the end. Now, the thing that's really hard, and this is something that my son said to me, he said, ooh, this is going to be a tough show to watch because this isn't like a young man or a young woman that is letting these women go. And although it can be a really trying time or very sad and they're upset and, you know, you feel like you're never going to find love, they are all young women who are just starting out in the dating world, a lot of them, and they're going to go through many different men and women as they go on, many different dates and everything, right? So we don't got to worry about that. But what about now where we have this amazing 71-year-old man, you have these amazing women who have come on hoping that they're going to find love with this man and they don't. And for some of them, this could be their last hope for real love. You know, they're kind of putting themselves out there and they're hoping that this is going to be the one and that they're going to get to have like a happy ending with their future. And then all of a sudden they're sent home. And so I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. I think it makes it a little bit 
a little bit different and I guess a little bit sad when you think about it too because, you know, you want everybody to be happy and you want people to find love after divorce or after they've lost their spouse. It is such a terrible tragedy to go through that. And so you just kind of want them to find somebody. So my son said to me, oh my gosh, I think this is going to end up being really difficult to watch because I think there's going to be a lot of tears. And sure enough, time for the roses to go out. And there's good old Gary standing there and he is giving out the roses. And when he runs out of roses, they pan the camera to him and his eyes are filled with tears. He is already ready to cry. And this is just the first night. And I know it's tough. I I can imagine how hard it is because here all these amazing women are here for him. And he's probably so excited about that. And to have to let them go, it was probably really sad. But we're on the first night, people. So is this the way this is going to go? I can't even imagine how this is going to end up. In the end, when he has two or three women and he's met their families and, you know, how all that's going to go. And then when he chooses just one, I mean, this is going to be heartbreaking. So it makes me a little nervous for the show to get to the end, but I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty cool journey. So I'm going to catch you up. Okay, so that was the first episode. Now I'm going to catch you up to the episode that came on last Thursday. And so that we'll have this out so that you guys can be caught up for the one that's coming out again this Thursday. So this most recent episode, it was kind of funny to watch because it started out with the women going into the bachelor house and they're getting to pick their rooms and their beds. And for those of you who watched it, it was kind of humorous because usually you know, whether it's the girls or the guys, they're racing to get their favorite room, to get to run in there and like jump on the bed and claim their bed as their own. And they want to share with this person, share with that person. That's not how this went down. I mean, it was pretty much watching these women kind of saunter into each room and looking at these beds. And one of them, I think, was like, ooh, a bunk bed. I don't know that I can get up there with my hip. And, you know, they're thinking, oh, God, what's my back going to be like if I have to climb down that bunk bed every day? And, you know, they're all kind of talking about, I think, one of the tiny little women, she was like, I'll just sleep right over here on this little bench. And so it was really cute to just watch them. They were like just a little too old and they really didn't want to do the whole, oh, we're sleeping in a bunk bed situation. So I think they were hoping for a little bit more, but it did make for funny TV. So that was really fun. So then they went to the first date and the first date was pretty cool. And it was this beautiful woman named Teresa. Okay. So the thing with Teresa, let's see. The one thing that keeps sticking out to me, although I think she's sweet and cute and she does have oh, a teeny bit of like a little a fun, goofy kind of look to her, which is cute. I didn't see anything wrong with that. But what was sticking out And I don't know if it's that she's always wearing this red lipstick, but it looks as though her lipstick is constantly smudged around the outside of her lips, almost like she's been making out in the back for hours. You know, when you come out and then you have your lips are all smudged with the red lipstick and often the guy then has it on him, but nobody's fixing it. So I'm not really sure if that's kind of just how she wears it. Maybe she <laughs> likes it a little bit. She puts a little extra smudge around the corners. I don't know. It was throwing me off. And I think it added. That's why I kind of said she made me look a little goofy like because it was a little clownish because of that smudge. Still, she's a she's a really cute woman. And, you know, I was super excited for her that she got to go on the first date with him because I really like her personality. So I thought it would be really fun. Now, when they went on their first date, they get into this convertible car and they're in California. And one of his first comments 
I'm sorry, one of his many comments was about him driving on this California highway and how different it is for him from where he is and where he lives in a smaller town. So I personally live in California. I don't know. if I don't think it's that crazy. I've been on some crazier highways, but he kept talking about it and he seemed very, very stressed driving. And then here, the poor woman, Teresa, she just spent all these hours curling her hair and doing her makeup and getting ready for this date. And here she's in this convertible car ride in the evening. Her hair is flowing everywhere. Maybe that's where this man just came from because maybe her hair was catching onto her lipstick and just dragging it along her face in the wind. And maybe that's why she had all that smudge. I don't know. Anyway, you want to look at it. I would have been kind of pissed if that were me because I'm like, wait a second, you guys, I just spent all this time doing my hair. That's like the last thing I want to do is get in a convertible car and have it blowing everywhere. I'm going to look like Medusa when I get out. I mean, that's kind of a fact. Now, thankfully, they did kind of fix it for her when they got to this cute little, I think it was like a diner kind of place. I thought it was super cute. They had some great conversation. She did, of course, talking about the passing of her husband that she had been married to for 42 years. And so they definitely had that in common as well. And so I think that was really sweet and endearing that they could have that conversation. And, you know, they kind of both knew they weren't alone in this. And they were kind of both looking for something new, not necessarily to replace the love that they had, but just something new and for it to be a new adventure. So that was kind of exciting. So I really loved that little date that they had, and I thought they were a great match. They did their little kissing again across the table. You know, I'm kind of getting used to it already. So I was super happy that she got a rose, and she was very excited. She nearly dropped to the ground when he asked her if she'd take it. I don't know. I don't know that I'd be that surprised after the date went well, but Overall, it was very, very cute. So I loved that for the first date. So she was the first one in for next week. So then he did a group date. Okay, here's my issue with the group date. They were doing a photo shoot. Now, if you guys have watched The Bachelor for many years, I'm sure you've seen these photo shoots over the years with this guy, Franco. I think they call him Franco, Franco. I think it's Franco. I don't think Franco is a very good photographer. And I know I'm kind of going out on a limb there saying it, but the pictures are always, I'm always like, what? That's what they got out of that? That's the picture? They just, for a really professional photographer who is hired by the Bachelor Nation group and like they use him for every single show, you'd think this guy would be phenomenal. I mean, amazing photographer, I would think. So I'm a little disappointed. I think he's a little weird. The poses, it doesn't seem like he really poses them. Now, again, this could just be what I'm getting because, you know, they've cut it, they've edited it, everything, you know, so I'm sure maybe they do, but the pictures they always show are just not very good. And I was... I was hearing it from my son as well. He was completely agreeing with it. Also, my daughter-in-law, she's done a lot of modeling. She knows. She was like, oh my God, these photos are not that cute. So I'm going to say bad photos with Franco. So I didn't really like that. I thought that it was fun that they got to put on some costumes and kind of do these little photos together. However, you did have some that were in some crazy weird outfits. And then you got ones that got to be, of course, in a bridal outfit. I was trying to think of what one I would choose. I think I would probably choose a bridal dress because I think I would want to give him that vision of what I look like in it and kind of subliminal messages so that he would think about that in the future. It could also backfire. I don't know, because maybe you're like, wow, I'm not even thinking about, you know, a wedding or anything like that. And so that's so far from my thoughts that I just can't even think that way. 
But I did like a lot of the photos that they ended up doing. There were some that were just not good. Some were not good. Some were cute. Some not so good. But I thought all in all, it was a really good, fun first date. And, you know, I was kind of thinking as the show went on that he was really talking to everybody. And I loved that. You know, on the group date, he really made an effort to talk to each one of the women. And then he also made efforts a couple of times to do a few little cute gifts. Like he gave, I think this one woman, Ellen, he gave her like a framed photo from the actual photo shoot of the two of them. I thought that was really sweet. And but the funny part was that she kind of, you know, they cut to her on the side and she was like, oh my God, I love that he's thinking of me. And it's so cool that he got this picture frame for me and that he went out of his way to do this. And all I was thinking was, I bet he got one for each one of them, but he probably just showed her on camera. Don't you think? Why would he get just one for her? What made that stand out? And he really didn't say anything that made it stand out. So I'm just kind of curious. And I was thinking, oh, that's so cute that she thinks he probably only got that for her only. And I don't think that's the case. I think that he's doing a really good job of talking to each one of the women. And I feel like as long as they each get talked to and they each get some sort of like a gift or something that he's thinking of, I think they are good to go. I think it just makes them all feel so special, which, you know, I really love that. So I think that's super cool. So anyways, that was the second date. Okay, so we had the first date with uh, Teresa that they did the one-on-the-one in the convertible with the crazy hair and the lipstick smudging. And then they went to the second date, which was the photo shoot with the bad photos from Franco and all of these weird costumes. But all in all, you know, they got some good fun photos out of it. And Ellen was absolutely that she got this picture. So that was kind of cool. So then I started thinking because the first one had talked about losing her husband. Teresa talked about losing her husband. And my son said to me, oh, I wonder how many women have lost their husband. And I'm like, I think she's the only one. I think I only read that there's one woman that has lost their husband. So he's like, really? Out of 22 women at their age, you think only one has lost their husband? I'm like, Hunter, I think they would say if there was more. I mean, that's how I read it, that there was only one. So I don't know. I'm going to go with, yeah, only one. Well, sure enough, Leslie lost her husband. Joan lost her husband. Edith lost her husband. I mean, how many people actually lost their husband there, including Teresa? That's like four women so far that talked to him about losing their husband. And it seems like they kind of did that on purpose. They obviously did story after story after story where they kind of talked about each one losing their husband. And, you know, it created this bond. But what I think it did is created a little bit of a trauma bond. And so that's always a scary thing because you don't really want to end up with somebody because you have these traumas, you know, that are kind of overpowering in your relationship. It's the reason why you're connected. It's kind of like if you guys watch The Bachelor, that couple, Danielle and Michael, and I believe Michael lost his wife and Danielle also lost her husband and they came together on The Bachelor in Paradise and they were together for about a year. But I think a lot of that was a trauma bond because they got together because they were able to really just talk about everything going on, you know, with losing their spouse. And so it's something that it created this bond between them where they felt like they could confide in each other and they could console each other. And you have all of these things. And so outside of that trauma bond, 
what do you have left? So that's my only fear for this is with Gary. It feels as though he's kind of picking and liking the women that he does have that in common with where they both lost their spouses. Not that there's anything wrong with them because I do think they can find solace in that. However, I do want and hope that he is kind of careful not to just, you know, kind of migrate towards only those women that have gone through that same tragedy because he feels like they can console each other rather than just looking at all the women as a whole and, you know, really truly picking who he feels would be a best match for him. So I was a little, you know, a little bummed that he was kind of going that route. And I was also a little surprised that there were so many women. My son was right. I don't know where I got only one, but apparently there's quite a few of the women on there that have also lost their spouses. So that was also very interesting. So I thought that was all cool. Let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, I don't know if y'all noticed that there was one girl missing that actually did get the rose from last week, and it was Marina. Apparently, she did have to leave her family emergency. So even though she did get the rose and get to continue on to this past week, um, she did reach out to Gary and let him know that she had to leave because her family takes priority and she needed to take care of this family emergency. So unfortunately, that does take her out of the running But I do think that they should let somebody else come back. I mean, that would be kind of a nice gesture since she left right away. I think it would kind of make somebody feel really special, almost like a wild card. I think that would be kind of cool. Anyways, I love the show. I loved watching it. I'm really having a good time watching it with my kids. I would kind of implore you to do that, watch it with some other people and kind of have a good time and just, you know, have fun with it and make light of it. And there is a Bachelor Fantasy League that you can join as well. I did create one called From Mrs. to Ms. that you can join. So if you are interested in joining into this Bachelor Fantasy League where you go in and kind of pick who you uh, think is going to go on to the next week, you get some points. It's basically if they kiss someone, you might get some points. If he gives them a rose, you might get some points. If they trip someone and they fall down the stairs, I think you might get some points. So it's super fun because your points add up and you kind of compete against each other. So if you want to join that, you can reach out to me via email at info at net, and I can add you into the group. So that would be a lot of fun. And, you know, I was a little disappointed. The show is only an hour, but I kind of thought, Mm, these are older people. People got to go to bed. These older people got to go to bed, right? So are they really going to sit and watch it much longer than an hour? I don't think so. So I guess it's very befitting. They probably did their research first and they figured out that older people just want to watch it for an hour and then be done, kind of one and done. So that's what I think on that. Now, going forward, they did obviously send some people home. I was in total agreement with who went home. And I'll just give you my little fan favorites of who I think is going to kind of make it a little bit further. I'm excited, honestly, to see who gets to the fantasy suites because I have no idea what's going to happen there. And that alone is super exciting for me because, you know, I like to talk and think about all of that stuff. So I can't wait till we get to the fantasy suites. But for now, I'm just going to say that my top favorites is probably going to be, I think Edith is my favorite. She's kind of been a little bit shy and going under the radar. She's got amazing hair. It's that silvery gray, really thick, beautiful hair. And I think she's just a beautiful woman with her uh, little dimples and stuff. Haven't seen too much on her, but I do like her so far. I like Faith, which is the one that got the first impression rose. And she has a little bit of an edge and she can sing and play her guitar. And I think that's really sweet and cute. 
Joan. I just think Joan is a very beautiful woman, very attractive, and she did also lose her husband. So I know they do have that in common. Um, We already know Teresa's through. She was the red lipstick smudger. And then I kind of thrown it up in the air. I like Ellen. And she's the one who got the photo in the framed photo and thinks it's only for her. I don't think so, but what else? And then I also like Nancy. And one that I do think is probably going to go through a little bit, maybe because she's got kind of a cool character and a bit of an edge to her. Although I don't think they'd make a cute couple at all, if I'm just being honest about that, is Susan. She's kind of the Kris Jenner lookalike. She's super fun, and I like that. She's got a lot of spontaneity to her and spice, and I like all of that. I just don't know that they're necessarily a good match. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. I'm not sure yet. So anyway, there is my recap on The Golden Bachelor for this week. Just a short little bonus episode for you guys that I did promise I would have that out to you. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Please join me again next week. I will be back on track with a new episode for From Mrs. to Ms. talking about some juicy stuff. So please make sure to join me next Thursday for that. And you can follow me at It's Andrea Kenoki on Instagram. And you can follow me on TikTok at From Mrs. to Ms. I'm also on Instagram with From Mrs. to Ms. So please, you can go on and listen to any of the episodes. Go back and listen to them from the beginning. There's some really cool ones that are up on YouTube with video and everything. And then you can jump and go on wherever you get your podcasts. They're on any streaming platform and you can listen to all of the great episodes that we have out there. And so you can subscribe and you can like it and please give comments, reviews, anything. If you want to talk to me on info at from Mrs. to Ms., please do. I would love to hear from you and I will talk to you soon. Bye.